0: Kiora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it, and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Jennifer! Beautiful, Jennifer. Hi. I'm sorry about the link. I'm just getting the kinks out
1: of this. No, you don't need to be sorry about the link. I, I was just making sure I didn't miss and something. Efficient
0: and responsible. I mean, I'm not surprised because I know how um, incredibly diligent you are. But thank you for
1: persevering. Um. <laughs> that's our only choice right <laughs> yeah like what <laughs> so, so that's been like the story of my year is is persevering Like, just yeah, keep putting one foot in front of the right? other
0: <laughs> hey can exactly. you believe it snowed on coaster? Exactly. incredibly and kind of beautiful, beautiful. did you right? get much where you were
1: yeah, we got. I mean, I still have it. I'm looking at the um the roof of our little shed, and there's probably half an inch of snow, uh, perfectly covering the entire thing. So, are you? ah, yeah,
0: you always are always a few coats luckier than we are.
1: Yeah, I've got it. We've got a little different convergent zone where we are, and then we're up on a hill, so we usually get um, at least another inch or two more than the greater Seattle area yeah. in general. So you're here? I'm not in
0: New Zealand. You're not? Yeah, I'm, okay. in, um, I'm, I'm still in Bellevue. I, I, it's really a bit tricky to go home. Um, as I, as we record this, it's December 23rd, which is Christmas Eve in New Zealand. But in order to go home, um, I'd have to have an 18-hour flight and spend two weeks in a hotel in quarantine. So it's just like, yeah, nah. Right. So. Right.
1: Yeah, because they yeah, yeah. slayed I'm, I'm the virus. Yeah, i feeling very proud by association. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would do if I were you. There's a lot of things to be proud of being from New Zealand, but um, well, I, this I, year I'm that's certainly the, one I'm of them. I
0: the reflected glory. Um, so thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> hey, um, Jennifer, I met you at the Rivertop yeah. back when we were actually able to meet in person. And we, we met in an amazing accountability group called Getters. And I'm so glad to reconnect. Mm -hmm. Would you tell my mom, because she's probably the only one listening, what it is that you do?
1: Sure. So I'm a financial advisor. My firm is called Utor Wealth. And uh, Utor spelled U-T-O-R. And it is Latin for enjoy. So that's what we help people do is is, um, be... Proactive and use their money by design well, to live a life that they enjoy.
0: Whoever's listening needs to rush out and find Jennifer if they want to enjoy wealth. What <laughs> what a great name! Where did the name Utah come from?
1: Um, so I had a really hard time naming naming my firm. I, initially, I was thinking something along the lines of Clear Wealth or Simple Wealth. Um. Because wealth for me growing up was a really like, complicated and messy and stressful conversation. Which is you know, what drew me to making a career out of it. Um, so that's where I started. And when those boring names, when they came back on trademark searches as already having been, been taken. Um, I was like, well, maybe I just need to go to a different language. And um, I already had the tagline, protect, build, enjoy um and so i was like well if i go to a different language which which of the things that we do with wealth do we really want to represent and uh enjoy was it so that's how it came to be oh,
0: forgive me if you told me this but what language is talk? it is latin sorry about that latin i was distracted by the amazing black no, and no that you're wearing on your podcast photo jen has a podcast um i'm <sighs> obviously distracted by clothes i've got the attention <laughs> span of a uh, of the detail, um, so, so would you please tell us about your podcast?
1: Yeah. The podcast is called Money Untabooed, and it's primarily um, a bunch of ladies like yourself, Erin. You should you should come on my podcast as well. Um, just talking about money. The idea is let's normalize it, let's make it conversational, um, let's take the the taboo out of the topic, and I believe that's the first step in uh, everybody having a better relationship with money is just being and able to talk about some it. some
0: fabulous guests on there. There's from vet to personal finance, finance, sorry, blogger. There's gender equity. There's lessons from a lifespan navigator, the feminine financial journey, one mom, many hats. Please go and check out your podcast, which I'm sure is available on all platforms.
1: And- yes. Yes. Yeah, money untabooed. So wherever you listen uh, to podcasts, you, you should be able to find it. Comment
0: that money is consistently a top source of stress for Americans today, according to the American Psychological Association. I mean, we are stressed about money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we are, and especially I think. Well, this year I think has amplified American? a lot of things. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know, a pandemic um, and money, I think, are two just big amplifiers. So whatever you're struggling with, um, you know, money can significantly make it better or can make it worse. Um, and and I think the thing that I'm most excited about in the work that I do with people is that it's a topic that takes up a lot of space in our lives, whether we want it to or not. Um, And so I just like to help people have it take up the right amount of space in their life, you know, not too much and not too little. Um, And also have it be by design and not by, not by default. Uh, And so there's many ways if it's taking up the right space and you've got the right perspective and you have a plan of action and you've got systems in place, um, there are many ways to make money less stressful, and that's probably the thing I like. I like doing more be than able anything to confidently else.
0: Spend without worry. I'm I'm quoting from your podcast here. Uh, I am in a group that focuses on reframing mindset around money. It's a recovery group, and we say that mm-hmm. every dollar should have a purpose. So to be able to confidently spend without money, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, spend without worry and actually have a money design plan yeah yeah and and you're absolutely right about yeah. being taboo um forgive me for saying this but money and sex are two of the subjects that we just don't want to talk about do you do you find that people are reluctant yeah. to say how much they earn uh, what they spend there's a lot of shame and fear around money
1: in general absolutely um, I and I in my first episode of my podcast, I joke that uh, us ladies will talk to our girlfriends about our um, <laughs> gynecological visits, right? Like, I'll tell you all about my gynecologist and what happened today, <laughs> uh, right? And how oh, cold the speculum cold. was, right? Like, <laughs> right. Well, we'll we talk about that with relative ease, um, and even sex. Uh, with our closest girlfriends, you know, we'll talk about um, less common for women in particular, less common to just come out and say, this is how much we make. And this is how much we spend. And this is how big of a raise I asked for at my last job, or this was the last time I got a raise. Um, This is the next career move I'm considering. And here's why, Um, you know, this is the, the stock that I bought recently and why, or sold recently and why. So uh, that that is less common, and there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, but again that 's the purpose of my podcast it's let's just make it part of our everyday I love vocabulary. How much successful
0: women earn? I love hearing that they're investing in stock. It makes me happy when women earn over six figures. The more money that women make, the better. Uh, I hope that we get to a position Agreed. Where we can absolutely celebrate that. I find uh, within the group the F bomb. Uh, we actively uh, mm-hmm. celebrate when somebody uh, is very financially successful, and but it, it, but it's still uh, even, even I mean, New Zealanders tend to be a little hesitant and self-effacing anyway, but it still feels that saying to somebody how much do you make is is discourteous. So let's get it out in the open. Now about your yes. company, I noticed that you work specifically with, with business owners, with, you know, anybody should contact you, but you also work with physicians. Could you tell us a little bit yes. about that?
1: Um, my, uh, I love physicians just cause I, I generally love people who heal, um, and I, I would put you in that category, Erin. you're, uh, in your coaching and you, you're amazing at asking questions and giving people space, um, to think about things differently and reframe things differently and heal, um, past traumas or mindsets or, um, anything that we're kind of wrestling or struggling with. So physicians for me, if I hadn't gone into finance, it would have been medicine. I just like nerd out over anatomy and physiology and how our bodies work and function, I think that they are amazing miracles. And the people who work in that every day tend to put themselves last. You know, the physicians I work with are, are healers and caregivers. And so they're constantly um, worrying about and taking care of other people and they put their own self-care last. There's often a kind of a distaste for money and that, uh, especially in America where money and the healthcare system um, are really, and healing are really kind of uh, uh, sometimes at odds, um, you know, and so a physician doesn't want to have to think like, oh, can a, can a client afford this treatment that we're, you know, that we're recommending um, or how can a client afford this treatment? So, for them, it's usually even more of a sensitive subject, um, you know, and their academics and they like to do their research. So I, it's just an area that I, <laughs> I enjoy and tackling as well.
0: Painful position to be in, to know somebody needs help, to know that you can help them and you, are. Uh, there are the, there's the obstacle of financial insecurity between you and actually being able to heal somebody, mm. but also they have their own financial yeah. challenges sometime and am I right that student loans can be a challenge
1: huge uh yeah, they're often graduating with six figures of student loan debt, and they're graduating much later than most of us do so they're they're getting started in their careers and earning money much later in life um and their 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 start line is delayed, um, and they're starting from a significant amount of negative net worth. So yeah, they're they've got their own <laughs> their own challenges, and then working through residency, um, and not being paid very much and working a lot of hours. Again, it's hard to um, prioritize themselves and have any kind of self care uh, regime early and in their career a
0: student for many, many years to start earning money can be disconcerting. And in my experience, not always sure how to handle it in the best way when money does start to come through the door.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's definitely that. There's definitely, um, there are some who there's kind of a pent up demand, right? <laughs> I mean, living on, peanuts and in, um, in a lifestyle that, you know, wasn't, wasn't super comfortable. And so now that, we're, now that I'm making money, there's that. And there's also predatory, um, uh, targeting of physicians. So knowing that they, they have good incomes, uh, you know, uh, Banks can and do have, you know, special physician loans where they're oh. going to give you a loan and not count oh, your that student dangerous. debt. That is so um, right. Right. Where they would count your or my student debt, Aaron, they would they say, well, physician, you know, we know that your income is strong and your income potential is strong. Um, and that's a sector of the economy that they're that they're less concerned about um, default. So they'll loan them more than they would any other average consumer, um, you know, and I'd call that that kind of predatory. So that is very
0: shark-like behavior because putting people into a situation of taking on more debt than they can actually pay back, especially when they're tired because they're they're stressed out, they're in a high stress occupation, they're tackling so many other things. Wow.
1: Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know this. I had read uh, relatively recently that female physicians are nine times more likely to commit suicide than the general population. Yeah. So talk about stress, um, all kinds of stress. Uh, And there's um, one of the doctors that I follow on, uh, on social media, um, who I have mixed feelings about, but he had a great post about, um, moral injury, right. And it was just kind of that same, you go into healthcare wanting to heal and help people. Uh, but the constraints of the healthcare system, again, you know, particularly in America, um, make it really challenging, you know, not, and not just how do patients pay, but, um, the requirements for them on um, logging information and data and you know using the systems that they have to use and seeing the volume of people that they have to see uh, and the the small amount of time they get to spend with each patient uh it's really really compounding issue
0: new zealand health system is so different uh it took me a while to wrap my head around you know american system here would you say that america would uh, would you say doctors would also have to worry a little bit about litigation?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and depending on the specialty, they have to worry about it more or less than than other specialties. Um, hopefully, and I think you know that's definitely part of the practice. I think most of the physicians I work with, I can't think of anybody in particular who's like, "Well, I'm worried about a lawsuit." Um, because there 's malpractice insurance they 're more they 're more concerned about the premiums they 're paying for malpractice insurance right that 's what we have insurance for it 's kind of an expectation again, depending on the specialty that you are going to get sued that 's why you have insurance um, but i don 't know of anybody who allows that to interfere so much with um, how they 're practicing like
0: you know ramifications If i uh, if I'm coaching somebody through style, if, I, if I'm doing their style strategy, there really is very little chance of a negative repercussion. There's nothing I can't make right. Right. So I hold right. physicians in very high esteem. And to assume all physicians make a ton of money is erroneous as well, you know, depending on what field you get into. Agreed. Yeah. May, I, may I switch on to yes. business owners? You help from employee benefits to exit strategies. I mean, exit strategies must be so exciting.
1: Oh, they can be exciting. Yeah. I, what business owners often, the two things with business owners that, um, that are really common is that we put so much time and energy and effort into our business that we're often reinvesting all of our capital back into our business. So I find a lot of business owners, um, find themselves in a position where their the vast majority of their net worth is tied up into the business. And and for them, that has been by design, right? We're reinvesting back into the business. I believe in myself and my business. We're doing great things. Um, the challenge with that is that uh, life often throws us curveballs. And whether it's a business or it's a stock portfolio or it's a real estate portfolio, um, one of the best things you can do for yourself is diversify. So that's one uh, component that we help business owners with is how do you take a healthy business and make sure that you're taking some capital out of the business and building up other areas uh, on your balance sheet. And then the exit planning is, is interesting because, um, we often forget, you know, and we do this as humans in a lot of areas of our lives. You know, we often forget that, um, all marriages will eventually end you know, I'm happily married. We've been married for five years. We've got two little ones. So we're like in the throes of relatively new marriage and new family. And it's all still pretty new and exciting and hard. Um, but eventually our, my marriage is going to end whether it's by divorce or one of us passes away. Um, you know, there is going to be a time where I'm not married to my spouse anymore. Same is true for business. There's going to be a time where you will not be in your business anymore. And whether you do that by design or by default is a, again, you know, a very large question. Anybody who does it by design um, gives themselves the best opportunity to both you know capitalize on it financially and make sure that the business is sustainable and continues um, to survive and function after your time in the business has I passed.
0: Have a and we have will uh, will and we have insurance and we have strategies
1: around your are on any it situation, but I
0: don't have the same for my business.
1: Oh, see. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Um, but tell me, so you are on it personally. Um, is that is that because you, you like you, were, you had mentioned that I'm uh, diligent at the beginning of this podcast. Is that because you're generally a diligent person? Is that because you've seen um, what happens? Was that uh, the prompt of no, a professional?
0: A of I got married for the first time at 48. Yeah. Uh, my husband was 55. He'd had a marriage before which hadn't ended amicably. Uh, he came to the, hmm. we both came with assets, uh, but mainly it was out of love. We both wanted to be able to get married uh, and we'd known each other 30 years. We'd been friends for a very long time. There was a huge amount of trust, but I wanted us both, particularly him. As I said, I'd never been married before. My last relationship had ended very amicably equal split. We we didn't even need a lawyer um, when we had two houses to, to, to divide Uh, but because he had such a bad experience, I wanted to make sure we could go into the marriage with him feeling a hundred percent comfortable. And my mom gave me the best advice of all. She said, do a prenup and then forget about it. She said, you're not planning on divorcing each other. So it's in a way it's a moot point, but if it gives you both peace of mind, go for
1: it. What, what amazing advice from your mother. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. The, the, the thing that I usually say about prenups is whether or not you have one, you have one. So, you know, here in the U S Washington state has your kind of your prenup or your divorce agreement. Like they're going to decide how to split the assets if you guys can't do it amicably. Um, so again, that's kind of a by design or by default decision. You, you have one, whether or not you're the one who wrote it, I guess is the way that yeah, I say that.
0: would be irrelevant, but uh, why not? take care it's uh, the same thing goes for um you know there's we all die so the same thing comes yep. for. I want to take care of the people that are left behind if that happens to me I want to make sure that it's easy for them so uh and you yeah I'm sure you actually help people with that through your financial wellness program financial because it sounds like you yeah. can mix the personal and the business. The reason I got so excited about the exit strategies was that, of course, I've been listening to Built to sell. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah.
0: You know, I've yeah, got, I've got big ambitions.
1: <laughs> oh, I love that. So again, you're like you're building for the exit, right? That's
0: the one. Would you tell us a bit more about financial wellness? And oh, and and you've got three of you in the business now
1: uh you're looking I at my am. website
0: so that may have changed <laughs> COVID could have completely changed that for you
1: yeah so Carol and I are our um our advisors um so there are two of us and then we've got uh a- Aileen on our team kind of mans our back office um but yeah that's um that's it we're a we're a relatively small shop with um a lot yeah, of resources
0: I I, just even working with you alone the wealth of experience you have now you talk about well actually you know what i want to get back to clothes i want to get back to
1: the i was gonna say what are we gonna uh, talk uh, about uh, it's supposed to be conversations
0: <laughs> about closets but the women i talk to are blowing my mind so uh and I'm, i i just so much enjoy listening to them but i i do want to get back to the thing that distracted me at the very beginning very rude you are wearing the most sensational black and white. That is a dress, isn't it? On your podcast art. Yeah. Where and how did you get that? And what made you choose that one?
1: Oh, you chose like, that's a great question for clothes. I took that podcast picture in December of last year. So it was a year ago, you know, about this time. Uh, And I had my baby March 4th. So I was, very pregnant in that picture um and so why i chose that dress is that it's got a you know the the design on the top draws your eyes up right because it's oh um, jennifer the neckline
0: jen, jen if you decide to get out of finance it's exactly what i tell people not that not that from the waist down you weren't magnificent but because your podcast art is from the waist up you absolutely. For, for those of you who can not see it, I'll just go to a podcast. and Never look. But there is a beautiful black <laughs> geometric design on a white with white shoulders, and the black geometric design directly points up to this woman's smile, and and this woman has a yeah. phenomenal smile. So your strategy?
1: Yeah, I um, I went to. White. There are a couple, there are a couple places for like quality pregnancy clothes. And the thing is, you know, I don't have to tell you, Erin, um, there are times in life where you just need to put on the right outfit so that you, you're, you feel uh, fabulous and confident and you can like put your best self out into the world. Um, and so, getting the headshots at that stage of pregnancy, I was not feeling pretty. I was not feeling confident. I was feeling uh, enormous and uncomfortable. And, um, you know, my attempt, my buying that dress was really about um, putting my best foot forward at a time where I didn't feel like putting my best foot forward was possible. I'm thrilled with how it how all, that entire photo shoot turned out so part of that was me and part of that was my amazing photographer jennifer finley um i don't know if you know her Erin, but you should she's a local gal i will i will
0: um, check her down
1: i'll ask her if she wants to be on
0: the podcast
1: so that purchase is a nordstrom purchase it's, it's navy
0: isn't it? I don't, it is it black or navy
1: it's both which was Ooh. another thing that surprised me so the the skirt is black um, but that kind of mid-level, and I think the sleeves are navy, and then the the top half is uh, white or cream color. So Nordstrom was my go-to for that one. But um, there's a, I think it's called Seraphim. Let me look it up real quick, because the other. Good um, quality
0: flattering clothes when you're pregnant.
1: Exactly. <laughs> quality maternity where um mixed with a great photographer
0: you know that artist that art is stunning seraphim as in um angels as in cherubs
1: i know yeah. i always forget the name oh, of it Google
0: as well live googling on the podcast people c-e-r-a-n-c-i-p-h-i-n clothing to see if that comes up anything yep oh it's found it s-e-r-a-p-h-i-n-e yeah yes
1: i think they're out of uk out of oh, the uk yeah. it is yeah they do beautiful clothes um, and they have good
0: sorry i was gonna say um, Nordstrom stock them. good sales
1: sorry i was just
0: saying nordstrom stockholm um, that's right. I can find that out. I'll put it in
1: the show notes. I think too. I do. I usually did it, yeah. I usually did my, they were online purchases. Mm. But if you need, I think I needed, like, there was a black tie event I went to um, and that's where I found my maternity wear, my first pregnancy. Um, but those are the Nordstrom and Serafin were the two places I looked while I was pregnant. And I was like, I need something that's fabulous. Your
0: little one is now nine months old. You're, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And your and yeah. your, um, your little boy, how old is he?
1: Oh, it's two boys. My oldest is, he'll be three in April. I, I keep saying two and a half, but we're coming up on three here shortly. And then um, my youngest, March 4th, he was born in at the beginning of the pandemic.
0: That is an interesting time to have a baby. Something... Um... <laughs> something, to talk, something to, to talk to him about he's a, he's a pandemic baby
1: he has never known a world without the pandemic yeah now the
0: little ones that are that are walking around with masks it's uh right it's, it's mind-blowing body shapes tend to change and now that you, yes now that your little one is nine months old how uh what are you choosing to wear now
1: Well, I think I lucked out. That's where the pandemic really went in my favor. Um, Where you think whether or not I had a baby, I'd probably still be sitting here in yoga pants. So I am (laughs) sitting here in yoga pants. (laughs) And and I do love the pandemic for that. Um, So most of the time, yes, I, uh, my mom, my mom wardrobe is very different than, uh, previous wardrobes and i love high-waisted anything i'm so happy that that has uh, made a comeback um, especially jeans
0: very very grateful like for that, high-waisted jeans
1: that was my last my last jeans purchase was maybe just a month or two ago and it was uh stretchy high-waisted jeans And i was like these are wonderful not
0: <laughs> only great for meaning that i don't necessarily have to put my spanks on but if you're if you're short, uh they make you look taller, mm. just FYI.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, I'm five nine. Yes, yes. I didn't so... say
0: I, I do remember. <laughs> I, I, I do remember. I was gonna I say Jean is not
1: short. She is beautifully. So yeah, hair. I'm <laughs> I've never I've never been um uh, concerned about looking taller. Um <laughs> but I am pretty curvy I'm a pretty curvy gal so I do like I do think that the high waist um does a nice job of accentuating my curves mm. and I'm happy about that too
0: and if they're um if they're shaped well they're usually a lot better around the waist they don't tend to get jean fitting is a whole nother podcast getting a decent pair of jeans is a, is a really big deal
1: I believe you yeah. Yep. that's very frustrating
0: it, it can be <laughs> it's it, very challenging yeah it could be a whole session in itself maybe that's a course i should do how to pick the perfect pair of jeans though so i'm sure to be honest if you jump on youtube i'm sure you'll find it but uh but that's where the personal. i don't know i like is. it yeah, well um the personal i like that is, idea sorry i'm over talking i was gonna say that's where the the, the no, personal okay. shoppers at nordstrom um come into their own when it comes to finding your pair of jeans um i i, I would love to be tall It must be I, You know, we won't get into that. You must have had that growing up. But how delightful to be tall. Tall is absolutely wonderful. And in high-waisted jeans, your legs will look even longer. And like you said, they emphasize emphasize, uh, the wonderful curves. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what brand do you remember what brand the jeans were?
1: The ones that I just recently purchased? They were Gap jeans. And I haven't bought Gap jeans. Yeah, I haven't bought Gap jeans since like a really, really long time. Um, and actually when you were talking about jeans session, I was like, yeah, I think the last time I went jeans shopping, I took a girlfriend with me and I tried on at least 50 pair. Um, and I hate shopping. So that was, that was my version of hell. <laughs> um, and I walked away with maybe two or three pairs of jeans then. And that was six or seven years ago oh, I, love um, but this,
0: I, I don't mean I this, love the fact that you had to try on 50 pairs but I'm loving the marketing <laughs> opportunity of saying is jean shopping hell for you come and find me
1: it was yeah so when you said a course I was like yes absolutely need a course because it was hell it took way too long <laughs> it was it was not fun at all it was fun to have the great the perfect pair of jeans." And quality jeans that still, um, they still have and they're still in great shape. They don't fit anymore. But, <laughs> but the Gap jeans came out of a Facebook ad. Um, I saw the Facebook ad and I was like, I usually stay away from because I think I've made five clothing purchases on Facebook and all five I've regretted. Um, so usually I stay away from buying clothes through Facebook ads, but I saw the ad for those jeans and I was like, you know, I need a pair of jeans that fit me in this mom phase that I'm doing. This is a price point that I'm willing to have temporary jeans for. Um, so I gave them a shot and I'm happy with them.
0: There you go. On that note, a inadvertent advert for Gap. That is fantastic. And the overwhelming joy, the wealth, joy, the joy of wealth. Uh, enjoy wealth and enjoy jeans the two are very important I will help you with one and Jen will help you with the other make sure you check out her podcast Money Untabooed where all good podcasts are found and jump over and look on her website uh, UTORWealth that's U-T-O-R-W-E-A-L-T-H I'm sure you can all spell wealth just to have a look at the sensational outfit that she's wearing on her podcast cover
1: (laughs) Thank you, Erin.
0: Thank you, Jen. This was such a gift. And yes, I will be an honor to be a guest on your podcast. And yes, I'm going to chase you up about that. (laughs) (laughs) love, Love it. Have a lovely rest of your day.